I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move Oh, happy day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I have news for you. I'm a fucking liar. Last week, we did Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. I told you that this week we would have Lethal Weapon 3 and 4, but that's going to remain in the can for a little bit. You'll get that next time around. We're going to take a break because this week the Oscar nominations were announced, and even though the Oscars are fucking stupid, they're patently fucking stupid. It's Hollywood sucking their own dick in front of Hollywood for a night. We love them anyway, and with me to discuss the Oscars, we have the Boston boy, glowing it up in LA, uh, Mr. Dexter Anderson. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you, uh, you're kind of like an online Oscar guy via Facebook. Every year you always chime in with your thoughts in long Facebook posts about what you are predicting, what you think will happen, won't happen. Uh, that's, that's why you're here. What, like, what is it that draws you to the Oscars as such? Well, really just kind of just being a, a lifelong cinephile, you know, I'm just just really into movies in general. And this is like the one time, but like more so than like a lot of like the normal people out there. But this is like a kind of the one time of year where like people, some people, people pay more attention to movies than they typically yeah. before. Um, plus, it's just a really fun game to play, even though Oscars, they really mean absolutely nothing. It's just a fucking meat parade. But it's 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 just it's it's exciting. It's like it forces me to see a lot of movies I wouldn't have normally seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year I end up seeing get some pleasant surprises. I'm like, whoa! I thought this was gonna suck, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, like the most acclaimed film of the year. It's like that was complete utter garbage. But it's yeah, just, extremely like, loud and incredibly close. Exactly. It's <laughs> stupid and incredibly boring. Yes. Oh, I hated that fucking movie. I hated it so much. I, I, I always. Just go ahead. <laughs> All right, I, uh, I'm going to bring up a, a, a non-person right now, but years ago when uh, Louis C.K. existed, he was a presenter at the Oscars and he said something that was very thoughtful. He was presenting for like, you know, like best, you know, best uh, short documentary subject or whatever. And he was like, this is actually one that matters. He was like, no one gives a fuck if Brad Pitt wins. Like, what does that change about his life besides nothing? It's like, but this one, this one actually means something. So shut up and pay attention. Wait, I remember and, it was best documentary short subject. It was oh, yeah. best, best short film documentary. Yeah. Like, and I remember everybody tweeting at the time was just like, well, I guess we know who's hosting next year. And little did we know that would not come to fruition. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> can't predict this. Hosted the next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best when they were like we gotta we gotta make this more diverse and then they brought chris rock to host and then he just made fun of chinese babies <laughs> it was like <laughs> ah man you you fucked it up ah! it's some joke about rihanna some sexual joke about rihanna like, yeah <laughs> like, oh. but now we live in a world where there is no oscar hosts although i've heard that there might be this time i heard that there might be i also heard that there might be three which is where there's either one or like a hundred and they're yeah yeah three this year but we'll it's, it's just because nobody really wants to there's a lot of people boycotting it and i feel like a lot of people would like to host but they're just like you know 
Yeah, who wants to do that? <laughs> it's scary now. We hold our Oscar hosts to to like higher standards than we hold like oh I don't know presidents, and it's just yeah, yeah it's it's terrifying. Kevin Hart, the most squeaky clean little little guy in the world, couldn't even get there. But it is what it is. Uh, he, well, he stepped out because of his some old tweets resurfaced. The tweets yeah. were years old, and uh, he joked about uh, he joked that he would beat the shit out of his son for being gay. That was I mean, the- that's, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> but it, but it, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid to even defend it. But uh, what had what had happened was that it, it, the tweets are nine years old, and they told him to issue an apology. They're like, "Hey, just apologize, and uh, and you'll be fine." And then just go host the Oscars. And he was like, "No," and stepped down. Apparently, like I yeah. wasn't. i i don't know but honestly more power to him for like not backing down but also that's fucked up all things can be true all things can be true he's funny i like him but um before we get started i'll just do a little bit of housekeeping up front uh make sure you guys like follow subscribe tell your friends we are at movie movie cast on all of the things and uh like i said in two weeks we'll be back with the conclusion of the lethal weapon franchise so dexter before we talk about the oscars seen anything good lately Oh, what did I, the last uh, good movie I saw, like a non-Oscar movie that I saw, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time. Yo, I fucking love that shit. I did too. And the only thing I did not love was Keanu's accent. (laughs) I knew it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Consensus, it was like the one, it was the one bad thing about a good movie, but it was a really bad, it was like an atrocious thing that a lot of people considered it ruined the movie, you know? Mm And it was considered actually the yeah. worst accent ever on camera. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. I think his character work is fine, but it's tough to get past that. But we've learned since then not to give him accents. Like period pieces do not jibe with Keanu Reeves. No, what was the next thing he did? Speed, I think. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. That's more his vehicle, no pun intended. <laughs> and then we had uh, uh, Bill Maher as Dracula. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, he, I can never look at Bill Maher and not picture Gary Oldman as Dracula. They look oh, too much alike. It's true. <laughs> like, hey, babe, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna suck your blood a little bit. I can't do it, Bill Maher. I tried. I tried to open with a strong hey, babe, but <laughs> come, you know. on. come on. Yeah, yeah. Am I right about this? I'm like a lot of HBO. I have, I have no fucking clue how to do his voice. <laughs> I like that movie. Had a lot of like good use of silhouettes. Um, like really, really effective imagery between like what I remember about that movie is besides that one performance i don't remember one performance really but i remember the imagery more than anything like it's a it's a classically put together movie it's very yeah it's very well put together it's very aesthetically pleasing uh it's spooky it's it's got it does have some good performance well that's one thing that really also weakens you know uh keanu's performance it's not just the accent but he has to perform next to not just gary oldman but anthony hopkins oh like, yeah yeah being with the two of them together i'm like oh my god i like felt bad for keanu because how can you act next to anthony hopkins oh. he's anthony hopkins who who uh took down who who knocked that uh that uh chadwick boseman off of his pedestal last year oh my god <laughs> they, they, okay it's just showed how few people working on the Oscars actually know who's going to win. Oh, so yeah. Like, everyone behind the scenes knows who's going to win, but apparently not because they they said best picture and they were saving best actor for last mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, it's like a, an obituary for, you know, Chad. Well, because we all knew he was going to win. Like, we knew it. I think it was, uh, was it Soderbergh? Soderbergh produced the Oscar ceremony last year, I think. 
I think so. And so. he made that call that was like, oh, this is a grand slam. He's going to win. We do an in memoriam, bing, bang, boom. We all go get drunk. You know, blah, blah, blah. But it was Anthony Hopkins who didn't even show up to the ceremony. Because he's 100 years old and there's COVID. I love, <laughs> I love that we all knew he won before he ever knew. Like the next morning he woke up and was just like, oh, I'm going to go for a hike. And they were like, yeah, you, you just, uh, you won best. But at the same time, it was like, congratulations, you won best actor, you know, for the actual best work of your whole fucking career, hands oh, down. God. He was so good. <laughs> he was so good. Because that was one of those where I was like, I'm a little bummed that I always want to say Bojack Horseman, Chadwick Boseman. I'm always bummed. Like, I'm bummed because Chadwick Boseman is no slouch. Fantastic performance. Um, just like one of the best, best to ever do it. But that that was the right call if you ask me it how dare you <laughs> I, i'm sorry he died no no love all lost. trophies must be given to dead people all right Heath ledger set it up he knocked he knocked rdj out of it oh, oh actually peter finch set it up with network he that was actually mm. the time that happened Dude, there, i actually just caught up with that movie it was, damn good but here's the thing i watched the acceptance speech his wife went up and accepted it on on his behalf but that was the year of rocky and i remember seeing oh blown in the audience and he was not happy you can see oh no they said they were giving it to him because he died <laughs> this is not fair but <laughs> at the win. same time he went the distance he didn't have to win that was what rocky was all about yeah well but the thing is rocky ended up winning best picture so yeah yeah and uh and screenplay i believe too so he yes he ended wait, up going home with an oscar that night so i wait does he have an oscar for that I don't think I don't think Stallone's an Oscar winner. What was did he was he a producer? Because uh, best picture the best picture uh, the Oscar goes to the producer. Yeah, I I mean he wrote the script, but I, I don't think it won. Yeah, he's he was nominated for uh, three Oscars. You're right. He didn't win. Oh crap! Well, what won that year? Um. Yeah. It. What was it? Um. Rocky won best picture. Yeah, Rocky was best picture. I don't think he was a producer because he was just some schlub. Yeah, that's right. Fresh so, off of a Kitty and whatever's party. Oh, I do uh, love Kitty and Studs. Yeah, party and Studs. Yeah, I I feel like uh, it's very appropriate that he ended up getting nominated for the same role again, only to be beaten by well, what was actually a better performance. But still, Rocky goes the distance <laughs> again. But Rylance got a Rylance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I'll use this to jump into my recommendation. Brand new movie just popped up on, on um, HBO Max. It is by Steven Soderbergh. It's called Kimmy. Oh, I haven't seen it. Dude, Kimmy's fantastic. It's a, it's like a paranoid sort of thriller. It's a mix of like premium rush. And uh, I wouldn't want to mix it with, with Haywire because there's not like karate fighting. I'm trying to connect <laughs> it to a... To a well, well, then fuck it because I only watch movies with karate fighting. Well, then the Oscars are going to disappoint you this year. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy is, uh, it stars, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. And she's oh. an agoraphobic who is inside and she works on, she works for like Kimmy is the in-movie version of Siri. Oh. And so her job is she listens to recordings where Kimmy was not able to produce the intended results. And then she, uh, you know, clicks into whatever code she has to make a better search result uh, for a future in the programming. But one of these audio files that she's listening to has what sounds like a woman being beaten on it. Whoa. 
And so her being an agoraphobic, trying to connect all these dots, uh, creates a pretty like intense little thriller. Buzz from Home Alone is in it. We love Buzz. Devin Ratray. Devin Ratray in yeah. the flesh. And it's like, yeah. He was in, uh, he was in the Hustlers. Remember Hustlers. That? Yeah, he was in Blue, uh, Blue Ruin. Uh, he was in uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back and forth until we run out of buzz rolls. He was in Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone 2. Uh, ah, was he in Home Alone 2? Oh, yeah, he was. He drummed on his head with the candles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but highly, highly recommend uh, Kimmy. It's not like, you know, I don't think Steven Soderbergh is going to give us another masterpiece. But if every year he just puts out like a shot this on a cell phone slick little thriller, yeah. I'm into it. Hell yeah. All right. Should we do it? Shall we get into the Oscars? Let's do it. All right. So um, let's go. Let's go through. I guess we should start off just by going through the list of best picture nominees. And uh, we don't have to make any predictions yet, but we can. Uh, let's see where I had it on my screen. Where did it go? Yeah, Google it. I had it all set up, but it fell off of the, the Oscars page. Oh, God, God damn it. Academy well, Awards. Well, are they in alphabetical? Hold on. Well, let's find an alphabetical list. So that oh, there's a drop-down menu. Oh, there it is. Okay, so best picture. Um, we'll go through them one by one, and we'll say if we saw them and what we thought about them. Sure. All right, we'll start right at the beginning. You seen Belfast? I have seen Belfast. Have you what seen you? Belfast? I saw Belfast. What'd you think? Well, it. I thought it had. It just honestly, it was. I thought it was good. It just didn't really personally do much for me. Like I wasn't. I didn't hate it while I was watching. I was enjoying it while I watched it, but I haven't really had the desire to revisit it. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't really been the type of movie that I'm like, you gotta see this. There's other Best Picture nominees this year that I've been telling people like, oh, you gotta see this. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't one of them, but I didn't tell them not to. It's just like, yeah, you know, it was, it was just fun. fine. Yeah. I had to review it and that night I was like not in the mood to see a movie and I was like fucking Belfast is gonna be two and a half hours long <laughs> it's gonna be Kenneth Branagh just being like hi to tie to tie and just doing that whatever <laughs> and uh then I, I look it up on my way into the theater and it's like 93 minutes I'm like no fucking way okay I can fuck with this but when that movie ended I was like this movie needed to be an hour longer wow because I, I liked it I thought the performances were good yeah. but I thought the edit and I thought that the direction was dog shit. I hated it. <laughs> Every scene ended before I could get into it. And then once I noticed that that was happening, it boiled down to every shot cut before I could engage with it. Like in the scene where, where, where super hunk Jamie Dornan yeah. sings Everlasting Love. Yes. They barely get to the chorus and then the scene's over. Yeah, you're right. And I was like, wait a minute. I was about to have this big emotional moment. Look into my eyes. Then, and they're dancing. And then we moved on to the next thing. And I was like, ah. So I, I'm not, I'm starting to doubt that Kenneth Branagh's as good a director as he thinks he is. Yeah, he definitely thinks he's good. I mean, uh, he's he's done like. He's done good things. I, I've, I've liked stuff. Really Marvel. Uh, he's done a lot of them. He did, didn't he do Thor, I think? Or... He did Thor, uh, yeah. which I think is actually quite well directed for, for yeah. what it's worth, back when they used to direct those movies. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, like, I liked his, uh, what's it called? Yeah, they did, they get the green box in Georgia. They throw everybody in, they shake it up a little bit and get somebody to paint over it. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I mean, you know, we'll go into predictions later. Uh, did you see Coda? 
I have not seen Coda. I also have not seen Coda because the trailer for that, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> but I hear it's fantastic. I heard it's fantastic too. A friend of mine keeps telling me to see it. And I remember it was released in the summer and uh, it was getting good reviews and I almost saw it. Mm. And then I was just kind of like, ah, what's, it's too early. Cause I'm like, what? I honestly thought, well, could this be a potential best picture nominee? And I'm just like, nah, it's too early. They would have released it during Oscar season, but yeah, yeah. Well, it got nominated. So I guess I have to now, but. I will watch it. I'm I'm into it. Jenna's Jenna's SAG, so she has SAG screeners. So I'm gonna. I think we'll get our hands on that. I do know. Um, we'll get it to it. We get to the category. I know that that one of the actors who is deaf got nominated, and it's like one of the first deaf nominees in whatever category he's in. Oh yeah, best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. Yeah, I forget what his name is, but we'll get to it. We get to the list. Yeah, and he was. I know last year Paul Racy, who is not deaf, but was in um. The, the sound of metal uh, sound of metal yeah and did the same great performance he really did a wonderful job um i know he was like pushing for this so like that's kind of cool in a representative angle that like you know this is sort of an elevation of a disability into the ranks of the oscars true uh you know and i think that if it's done the right way i feel like this might be the type of movie to do that the right way you know that mm. it's a movie i remember okay i don't know if you remember this this is probably like five years ago um well do you remember the do you do you watch the short films the shorts that are nominated i typically do sometimes i let it lapse because like some years they're great and some years they're they're like really exceptionally bad and i'm mad that i watched them yeah oh yeah absolutely um, <laughs> it's one then, of those well there was one year a few years ago where i saw them there's you know there's five and one of them was about um it was about a woman who teaches sign language and she's She's teaching it to a, a deaf girl for the first time, and her parents want to like. Get I remember her that one. And yeah, her parents want. It's like she wants to teach sign language, but the parents want the girl to get like an implant instead, and it's like mm. the debate over that. And it ended with the fucking public service announcement, like every year in the world, forty-five thousand deaf people, blah blah blah. And it was just very preachy and like corny, in my opinion. It was the, in my opinion, it was fifth out of five that year i remember that one and i remember feeling identically yeah and, i was uh, like ah oh, you know well enough but I, yeah. I don't i am very allergic to any sort of like i hate when at the end of a movie they're like by the way here's what it was all about i'm like stop 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 yeah. I, you got me there already i hate that so much that's the thing and i hate i hated that too and what where i was going with this is that like the night of the oscars comes around and again of the five nominees that year i saw all five i would have ranked it fifth out of five and i remember thinking like huh how fucking stupid would it be if that one and she goes up and she like signs her speech like what a fucking game <laughs> and that is exactly what happened of course it did livid that was i'm like why am i this livid over like best short film live action <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? So then I was just like, I hope that's not happening again. So when Coda got nominated, I have not seen it. I'm like, I hope that's not happening again. But like, apparently, it's a good movie deserving to be. Everyone says it's good, and and it it looks good. I just like it's one of those. It was one of those where like when I saw the trailer last year for Minari, I was like, yeah, I know this is good, but I think I know what I'm getting. Turns out I was dead wrong. That was a masterpiece. I thought Minari was one of the most exceptional movies I've ever seen. Coda is giving me that same feeling, so I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a chance, you know? What about Don't Look Up? I have not seen Don't Look Up. I've seen Don't Look Up. So tell um, spoilers, but tell me about it. Tell me, tell, tell me uh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on Don't Look Up are we are seeing 
happened to Adam McKay? What has happened to so many filmmakers before him? Uh, David O. Russell is an example. Uh, what's the guy who did First Man and La La Land? Uh, oh, uh, da- uh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Guys that are good at making movies, but once they got award love, you sort of like glow for a couple years. Where it's like, oh, you were big this year. So now for the next few years, no matter what you do, is going to get included just to, you know, kind of roll through with it. Yeah. Um, you're in I the think, club now. <laughs> yeah, you're in the club. I think Chazelle handled it best. Uh, it's a shame because in hindsight, I think that First Man is hands down the best thing he's ever done. Um, mm. And I love La La Land, but First Man has grown on me. <laughs> you want to see some waterworks. First he's... Man, there's a guy named Gus Grissom. I'm like, what is he? Oh, and Corey Stoll as Buzz Aldrin, Maron. Hell yeah. Amazing casting, amazing casting. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think that's what happened to Adam McKay. He deservedly got a screenplay Oscar for The Big Short, which I think, uh, of all things for that movie to win, screenplay is it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a deserved one. And so now, in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to make Vice. And Vice is all right. Yeah, it's fine. But, you know, a little awards love. And so that's kind of like rolling over with Don't Look Up. Also, it's star-studded. Kate Blanchett gets Oscars. That's what happens. Yeah. The movie yeah. itself is far from the disaster that everyone says it is. It's pretty funny. But yeah. it's it's certainly, I would not imagine that it's Oscars material. At the same time, I love watching the world of film journalism shit its pants. And the biggest pants shitting I can imagine is if Don't Look Up wins Best Picture. So there's oh, a piece yeah. of me like sort of rooting for it, for it just from an anarchy sense. Oh, but, I kind of felt that way when Green Book won Best Picture because, you know, I was because a lot of people didn't like Green Book and I was just like, and I thought it was good. You know, it was enjoyable. It's a good movie. It's not a. I enjoyed it. But the things, the fact that people were bitching and moaning about Green Book so much and when it won, I'm like, good, good. Yeah. It was my favorite movie of the year, but I was glad that it won. I hope it hurts. Yeah. I, Green Book is one of those movies that every complaint I've heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's valid. Yeah. That's, but okay. I liked it. Yeah, you know, it was a, the feel-good movie of the season, you know? Yeah, it was he, a good movie. Yeah, he pays his rent by entering hot dog eating contests. Yeah, you know? they get KFC in Kentucky because it's probably better there. We love it. Exactly. <laughs> but I get why people didn't like it and didn't care for it and why it was, like, you know, somewhat tone-deaf to, to have that be the sort of thing. But, yeah. like, old, old white people... Uh, need to be let down softly about racism and green book does that and us young progressive people we go oh that's weird but my dad could watch that and not realize he's learning exactly i that's the only movie that you're recommending to my grandmother so yeah exactly like it's good for nana i don't think it's best picture but you know it is what it is i i think you would like don't look up um if you do watch it stay till all the way till the end of the credits there's a pretty good post credits gag but it is a messy kind of stupid movie that thinks it's a lot smarter than it is. Uh, at the same time, the way that bureaucracy stops them from saving the world at points, I'm like, yeah, this is how it probably happened. You know, actually, because I know that audiences generally liked it and critics didn't. Um, do we know what the what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I remember when Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close came out, at the time, it was the lowest reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes to be Damn. Picture, to be nominated for best picture so would you like to take a guess for don't look up uh 55 damn 56 oh shit. so close dude so close <laughs> maybe i saw it somewhere and forgot i don't know <laughs> well it's i mean it's funny i, I like on letterbox it's the three stars well what did what did extremely loud and incredibly close get oh man you're gonna make me type this 
Wait. Extremely <laughs> dumb <laughs> and incredibly preachy. Let's see. It is, you want to take a guess? 50? 45. Whoa, it's still the lowest. It's still pretty low. I mean, I don't know if it's the lowest. There's some lower shit. Why did it, uh, well, at the time, I just remember hearing at the time, apparently, apparently at the time, that it was either the lowest or the lowest in a very, very long time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was it, why was it nominated? Just because it was Oscar bait? And it just kind of like, I think they- it was Oscar bait. I think, uh, was it Christopher Plummer? Oh, no, no, it was um, Max von Sydow in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But this was also, there's a couple things. One, remember for a while, it's like you couldn't make a Holocaust movie without getting an Oscar? Yeah, we were in like the hot period of like, are we going to do that with 9-11 or should we wait a couple decades? Like we were like kind of in there, but we yeah. were also rolling off of Sandra Bullock's blindside win. Yeah, um, You know, we were Max von Sydow. I think he got nominated and he was very fucking old. So there was like a lot of factors where everyone's like, I don't want to hate on it. Um, it is a beloved book. And even though the movie was just just God awful. Um, although I will say when Tom Hanks calls and is just like, I just want to let you know that I love you, you know, like the best thing, but other people got to use the phone. Bye. That hurt yeah. my heart a little bit. Oh man. That freaks me out a little bit, but I, that's a powerful combination of Tom Hanks and nine 11, two things yeah. that move me tremendously. Uh, <laughs> I won't blame the movie. It was some other alchemy there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, drive my car. I have not seen drive my car. I have not. I hear it's good, but it's also three hours long. Yeah, and it's it's here's the is it available to watch at home because um it's playing at a theater near me right now and I was like well I guess I could go see it on a day off but three hours in the three hours is a lot well let's see yeah I actually have an app a shout out just watch app tells you where everything is really cool yeah just watch it's awesome. Oh, because I've just been googling I'm just like oh you know uh it's just like where it's not available. Not um, available. Got it. You gotta, you gotta keep on. You gotta pay your sag dues, man. Get in there. Get yeah. those, get those DVDs that destroy themselves after you play them. <laughs> I well, that's like, like I have not seen. I've seen some three-hour movies. I mean, I've seen The Irishman, but I watched it at home. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I recently watched the full the full extended cut of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is yo so good. And that was yeah. three hours, and I was enthralled the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it needed to be and i'm like they trimmed this down like what the fuck but i haven't seen a three-hour movie in theaters since blue is the warmest color which was also not the english language yeah i like the movie but that's three hours of non-english that's uh it's 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 hard to you know that's tough to do yeah although i always think back like i always go to the philadelphia film festival that's where i saw burning burning was three hours long and that's a goddamn masterpiece literally last night i watched the green mile for the first time so i really should not be uh well because i just read the book and it was just exquisite i loved loved every fucking thing about the green mile in all of its forms um i'm sure that the uh made for tv version by mick garris will be a little bit less good but um it's not happening i just feel like that's the kind of thing that happens oh oh actually you'll appreciate that fun fact about the green mile you know who was originally i believe he was he was definitely con- I believe he was offered the role. You know, he was offered the role of uh, John Coffey. Ving Rhames? Shaquille O'Neal. No Shaquille way. O'Neal. Look it up. He, he said they approached him about playing that because it was a hard role to cast. This dude. Oh, this yeah. Dude, he's huge. Like, huge. And they and even he, made Duncan bigger. Like, I noticed a couple scenes where he was clearly on, like, standing on a box or something. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine Shaq. Oh, yeah. Fresh out of, out of a, what is it, Kazam? 
ready to fucking go. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's true. You loved him in Kazam. You saw him in Steel. He like he made you. He made you. Uh, he made you laugh in Kazam. He moved your heart in Steel. And now cry along with Shaq in the Green Mile. <laughs> I, honestly, he could do it. it also, just so you don't think I'm some weirdo conservative guy, this is a Purge Anarchy shirt that I'm wearing that has the American flag on it that I got at a screening and I wear as pajamas. Uh, I used to have that exact same t-shirt and I was oh. wondering what it was. I didn't get at a screening. It was when I was working at Escape the Room. Someone <laughs> just came in to approach about the movie. That's where I got this. Oh yeah. Now that right. I think about it, because I, I've I've gotten swag at every purge movie. They always add swag. But yes, I got this one from Jenna at Escape the Room, if I remember correctly. Ah uh, yes, yeah. I had one for a while. I forget where it ended up. I think it got a hole in it. But that's well, good that well, they together all these years. You know? Oh yeah, it's a gym shirt, pajama shirt. See, I drive my car. I'm going to watch it. I would like to see it. I hear it's incredible. I believe that it's incredible, but like I, I had a chance to see it at the film festival and I forget what it was playing against. And it was either playing against another long movie or just like three movies that I could see in the same slot. True. True. You know? <laughs> All right, dude. Dude. No, dude. I thought you said dude. I was like, dude. dude. I said, are like, dude. I'm like, okay, what, what, which dude. one? I thought yeah, it was like, dude. The movie you're like, really wanted to talk about. You're like, dude. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude. Dude. <laughs> Did you see Dune? I did see Dune. Yes. What'd you think of Dune? I loved Dune because um, I saw it in ice. It, it, this is this is gonna make this is gonna sound weird. Not IMAX. It's like the ice immersive experience where oh, with that, the moving chair. No, well, yes, yeah. It, in, um, it has um, the one in LA has uh, you know moving chairs and there's like panels along the wall. Oh yeah. The, the, puts the, out the, smells the, and mists and stuff the, the images on the wall um extend the image on the screen extends into the panels on the walls yeah um like for example if you're watching star wars and i saw like, i saw solo probably in that exact theater because i saw solo in la in this format there you go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, you can see like all these stars on the walls and shit and um and you know, incorporates lighting in the audience. Like if there's an explosion, there'd be like a flash of light on you. Yeah, yeah. That experience really made it enjoyable. Um, nice. I think the biggest mistake that they made was releasing it simultaneously on HBO Max because I could see how watching it in your house, people might be underwhelmed, mm -hmm. but it's the type of movie to be experienced. It's not the movie's fault. Like some movies are made to be- Oh, yeah. Theater. like that's what people you know people complain about twister it's like look twister is absolutely ridiculous it's a preposterous film yeah right? terrible but everyone's like yo but you saw that in the theater like those tornadoes yeah. like holy shit should like, change the game yeah i saw dune at a press screening and it was like not well projected and i liked it but i like dune like i listened to the audiobook last year fucking loved it i'm a huge david lynch fan so mm -hmm. his dune is very close to my heart um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But in a in a fit of being a total film nerd degenerate, me and my buddy Andy, shout out Andy, friend of the show, fellow movie John writer, um, me and him skipped a night at the film festival to drive out to the IMAX to see Dune again. Ooh. And like, just to watch, because at a film festival, you see like 50 movies. And by the end, you're like, I don't, I don't even know if I like movies. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, Like, what, like what is happening? <laughs> I, I've literally seen movies at the film festival, like late in it and been like, fuck this movie. And then I watch it a year later at home. I'm like, oh, masterpiece. I was just tired. Yeah, I was tired. <laughs> and so- Watch it at the time. It was nice to be like, let's watch a big, awesome movie that is not an assignment. 
that is not a deadline or a headline. Let's just see it. And it it bumped up even better. I, I Dune is just such a cool thing. Um, I'm glad it's nominated. I tend not to, and maybe this is just a bias programmed into me for years of the Oscars only electing like prestige pictures. I never think of sci-fi as, as Oscar worthy just because I'm kind of conditioned not to. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the type of uh, movie that, well, the, the Academy just does, you know, historically, they didn't like sci-fi, they didn't like horror, they didn't like fantasy, and there have been a few exceptions throughout the years, but when there are, they are particularly exceptional, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have so, your get-outs, your Silence of the Lambs, yeah. yeah uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which... Yeah. When that's the thing, people said, well, any of the three Lord of the Rings films could have won Best Picture, but, you know. That had, was, they just saved it till the end. Exactly. The guy had three tries. It's like a, like a life, like a lifetime tribute award type thing, you know. I think they were giving him that Oscar for the whole, yeah. whole kit and caboodle. Because, like, I like the second one the best. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings guy overall. Nor am I, but, but I like, I, like, if they gave it to two and then three just, like, smoked two in terms of how good it was, they'd be like, uh, we kind of shit the bed. Yeah. But I felt bad for every Best Picture nominee because it was like that night, you're like, well, of course they're giving it to Return of the King. Whoever else is nominated can kick but rocks. But that's what we thought. Chad McBoseman. Chad McBoseman was Chad dead. Chad McBoseman. They, every person thought he's going to win. They saved his, his category for last. And lo and behold. I never, I never like saying this out loud, but I'll say it. Steven Soderbergh was wrong. No, he was just wrong in that moment. He made a mistake, but we love him anyway. And actually, I'm glad he made that mistake because that was awesome. Yeah, honestly, that was one of those things where it was like, and eh, the winner is Anthony Hopkins. Brought to you by Pepsi. Good night, everybody. And it was just, it was the second craziest ending to the Oscars ever. We all remember what the first one was. <laughs> Warren Beatty being old as shit, not being able to read a card. Yeah. <laughs> Although that one guy's fault. The guy they 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 tracked it down to whose fault it was. It was the guy in the back. <laughs> Bill. He was Fucking an Bill. He was an accountant. <laughs> that was a thing. Apparently the uh the Academy just uh their accountants that's like they forever they've just been like hey you want to be a part of the oscars you want to hand us the cards like sure and that dude was tweeting and getting distracted that's hilarious gave him the wrong card so national hero absolutely national hero when does he get out of jail no i don't know oh they execute <laughs> oh, fuck. oh no wait yeah well yeah they sent him to like a north korean style labor camp for a few years and uh fair enough yeah he came back in pieces so you know that's just they... at least he died doing what he loved tweeting yeah. from a north korean <laughs> prison camp <laughs> <laughs> that was insane but huge props to the producers of la la land who were just like oh well shit it's my honor to give it to moonlight boom yeah, oh, they like, that was well beautifully done um i'll let you speak on this next one because we talked about it before the show i haven't seen this nominee king richard okay yes i just saw it like two hours ago nice um, it was good? good it was good um it's one of those things, like in terms of like sports movies, there's others that I enjoy more, but I enjoyed, I liked this more than The Blind Side. Okay. Um, if you were uh, to compare it to a sports movie, either structurally or tonally or however, is there one that you, that you could parallel to it? Oh, God. Uh <laughs> It's like when I think sports movies, my favorites are the ones that take the Rocky Warrior Miracle approach. Uh, you know, like that's the format I, I always dig. Well, I will admit that the one that immediately popped into my head, which I now realize is totally wrong, was The Legend of Bagger Vance. Like, oh no, just because oh. it has Will Smith in it. Just because oh. there's literally no, they're two completely different films. I'm like, 
Oh wait, no, it just says Will Smith, and that's why I thought. It kind of reminds me of Men in Black too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's the thing. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Independence Day, you know. How is uh How is Fresh Prince? I know he's been like dying for an Oscar, but he went and made Collateral Beauty, and yeah. and it just didn't quite didn't quite gel. He was great. Um, he's nice. very deserving of his nomination. And he's a good actor. His role choices are just fucking baffling. Honestly, and he uh he it's some of the best I've ever seen him. And he did a great, it's a very different type of character from his characters from Louisiana, and he has an accent. And he's uh, like, hey y'all, we gonna play some tennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they made him like you know look because like weirder like he had bad they gave him bad teeth mm. and um i would say they gave him a, they didn't do a weight game i think maybe that's just him maybe he just put on yeah maybe he's in his 50s yeah <laughs> he's a 50 something year old man but that was a very that was a very will smith laugh you did there you just dropped like a ha ha woo ha ha oh eh but he didn't laugh like there it was it was a very defined character there was no uh there were no like Will Smith isms in it. He didn't get, yeah, yeah. didn't you know? Uh, and it's he's a it's a very flawed character. I mean, not like flawed in the writing, but like he has a lot of he's not perfect by any means. And, I appreciate uh, that though. Like I don't want a hagiography of everybody. Like I, I like when it's real. I I can I can entertain that bad people or that that people are human is what I mean to say. Yeah. Well, and then there's a, there's a big thing now that like uh, with a lot of movies is that like you, they feel like you're not allowed to like recent years like people have been very like anti anti-hero and that like our protagonists must be perfect yeah and have no flaws and you're not allowed to like someone who does bad things he's not like a bad guy yeah yeah you know he's really ruthless to his daughters like the way he like he chose their path for them like uh and he's still alive too he's 79 years old damn I've i've seen him like pop up in in i guess like press conferences i feel like yeah, well, he already had, the thing is, like, he already had children, and he admits that he had, he told his wife to have two more children, because he had this dream of, like, having kids and making them grow up to be tennis stars. So this, Mission accomplished. He did it, he did it, and this was a dream that he implanted into their brains, that luckily they actually wanted to do it, too, I guess he just. He's a regular Joe Jackson exactly <laughs> no honestly that my my big thing like i i would like to see king richard but it is long and is. when when they first dropped it i was like i like will smith but i feel like i'm more interested in seeing a movie from the point of view of the Williams sisters as opposed to the dad but that would be the way that you would typically expect so maybe the you know maybe the the subversive version is actually the one that we got so i, I need to give it a chance yeah no absolutely i remember oh, i remember initially when it uh, when the trailer dropped, I was like, oh, wow, it's the Venus and Serena story starring Will Smith as their dad. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> What's in the title role? <laughs> I would I would like to see it. I plan to, but it's just yeah. one of those. Uh, I will I, admit I probably wouldn't have seen it had it not been nominated for Best Picture, but I don't regret seeing it, you know? It's, fair uh, enough. It's not a bad watch. It's a, a Did you see... Nice. Well, I mean, I, I like a sports movie, so that's that's going to be the... I'll get there eventually. Oh, yeah. Did you see Licorice Pizza? I did see Licorice Pizza. I Paul saw Thomas it. Anderson, in my estimation, is the greatest filmmaker who has ever done it. I, so I love PTA. My favorite movie ever is Boogeyman's. Oh. I, 
I, I just think it's masterful, but I don't think if I, I actually, I hate star ratings, but I'm going to use them here. Star ratings are stupid. Just read the words. Yeah. But uh, if we go by the letterboxed format, I would say that every single movie that he has made has been either four and a half or five stars. He has never gone below that ever. And yes, I understand that I'm probably biased, but I thought licorice pizza like this. I'll tell you straight up. This is what I want to win best picture. I would love it if it won best picture. I mean, remarkable movie. I don't, in terms of what I think realistically will and won't, I don't think it will. And here's why is because uh, of that ending. And that like, I I, okay, I loved the movie. Yeah. I feel like it's considered problematic in that. I mean, it goes back to what I was talking about. Like, you know, um, all characters have to be good. You know, like that relationship between a 15 year old and 25 year old. I mean, when it started off, it's, you know, she's just like, you know, oh, actually spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler. Yeah. At the same time, this is not really a movie you can spoil. It's not really about any plot information. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you want to avoid spoiler alert for Licorice Pizza, just click ahead like a minute. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the ending, uh, you know, the, what happens at the end. So at the very, you know, at the beginning, it's established. She says like, hey, I'm 25, you're 15. I can be your friend. I can't be your girlfriend. And that's okay. And they hang out and stuff. And then he's still in love with her. And as it, you know, they become closer. And it's clear that they do care about each other and love each other and then at the end you know when he's just like you know mrs whatever whatever is and then he kisses her and then she says i love you and then they run off holding hands um i just i was it in theaters and i just remember th- i mean it didn't i wasn't outraged or anything but i just remember thinking oh hollywood's gonna have problems yeah, with this, this is gonna be difficult i will say this uh, to continue the spoiler talk when i was like 15 years old i would crush so fucking hard you know, like that's just it's it's one of those things. And I saw that reflected in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I actually found it charming because I don't think it lands in a sexual or even romantic way. Maybe romantic in the way in terms of like, oh, romanticizing something. I wouldn't say that it's like explicit or or you know, sexually romantic or charged. It's it's a half-requited crush. He has a crush on her and she offers him friendship in response. Yeah. And I think that that and and Granted, there's like some gray areas that are where, where they stray from that path. You know, she shows him her, her tits and things like that. Mm. But that's, I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, it was a different time. But yeah. um, <laughs> at the same time, that's exactly you know, what These it girls is. when I was 15. Am I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I think that it's meant to, to be evocative of a certain time and place. That said, if you go, oh, not for me, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's understandable. You know, I feel like... You're um, wrong, but I get it. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but if that is your opinion, you're incorrect, you know? You're but, incorrect. You're yeah, you're fucking but... around in, in, in the, the realm of masterpieces, and you're going to start throwing bullshit over that. Don't yeah, start. Well, I, I, know, I remember seeing theaters and thinking, and honestly, even at the end, like, the audience applauded at the end. The audience loved it. I saw it before um christmas it was released dropped on christmas yeah there were four theaters in america where you could see it a month early three in new york and one in la and or if you're press <laughs> no, wait, no, that wasn't a press screener that was a one night only in philly they did like a saturday night which the last time they did that was fucking phantom thread Ooh, 
Hell yeah. Oh, did yeah. they do Mandy too? Remember Mandy? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually the uh the the Facebook message that we set this episode up in, our previous message before me inviting you onto the show was us discussing Mandy. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> I saw that when I was like, oh shit. It's been four years. Oh, but yeah, back to the ending of Liquor's Pizza. It's kind of like, you know, I, I remember seeing that ending and thinking that like you know, ooh, uh, some people are going to have problems with this. And I'm like, well, you know, he could have solved that. But like when when he kisses her, you know, uh, she could have eventually, you know, either she didn't, you know, resist right away. You know, he could have kissed her and she could have just like lightly, friendlily, like pushed off being like, hey, I love you, but this can't happen. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. but we're cool. And then they just, she's like, I love you, but we're going to be friends. It's something, something like that. They could have done that, but I feel like that wouldn't be PTA. Exactly. That's, that's not the guy who has like William H. Macy blow his brains out to bring in the 80s. You know, like exactly. that's, it's, yeah. I feel, and I, I remember thinking like he could, and I, I got to give props to PCA and that he could have done that. Just like, he he's not stupid. He knows, you know, he knew, he, I'm sure he knew there was going to be some controversy with that ending. Um, but he just knew he had his vision. He's like, that's, this is how I want the movie to end. And all the power I think that's important. What you said there's very smart. He knew there would be controversy, but I don't think he's the type that would be like, well, good. They can fucking deal with it. Instead. It was just like, that's just the way the story has got to be. I'm sorry. You know, like that's, and I I think with, when you don't have that, like sort of edgy edge to it, it's much easier to get across and be like, might not be for you, but that shit is honest. Yeah. And it's, it's like in this day and age, it's like, what, so I'm not allowed to like a movie where problematic things happen in the movie. It's just, I'm going to, I'm not defending what the characters do. I'm just defending an interesting story and a well-made movie. Depiction is not advocacy. I could exactly. scream it from the top of the mountains. That you know what vibes I got? Say that again. Well, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say it goes back to Seinfeld. Seinfeld paved the way for um, characters don't have to be likable as long as they're interesting. Yeah. So these characters, they're not good people, but they're fun to watch. If you motivate them well, it doesn't matter what their motivations are. I mean, I watch Always Sunny all the time. Yeah. They are psychopaths, but they're very well motivated, so I just enjoy it. Yeah. But um, Licorice Pizza gave me vibes similar to. Do you remember Anomalisa? I do remember Anomalisa, yes. Even though that's a much more bleak and dour tone, I emerged the same way where I was like, I don't know how I feel about that ethically, but I loved every minute of it. And like, as I get older, I really appreciate honesty in movies. And like, those were two ones where I was like, oh man, I, I kind of needed to see that. That was, you know, that, that hit me in the right way. Absolutely. Licorice Pizza. Uh, we got three more. Oh God, this next one. I fucking loved this movie so much. I named it my number two movie of last year. Nightmare Ooh. Alley. Oh, I loved Nightmare Alley. I loved- I went and watched the 1947 version before the new one came out and it's awesome. Then I watched the new one and it's awesome. And then I decided I would read the book and the book that was written by some fucking drunk asshole in the 40s that was writing just like scummy, smutty carnival shit was so good oh my god it was unbelievable fucking loved it uh, nightmare alley I, I couldn't i'm not a guy who has always been on board with guillermo del toro i like him i've always liked his movies but something about them always kind of kept me a little bit at arm's length even yeah. if i liked them but that changed with the shape of water which i thought was just goddamn brilliant mm-hmm. and on that front two for two i thought nightmare alley was just even more of that it was really, it, it, and I was, I was, I'm very pleasantly surprised that it was nominated for Best Picture because I thought it was kind of like losing, because it was a flop at the box office, which doesn't, of course, doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of Oscars. Yeah. But it doesn't help. 
if not a lot, because if not that many people saw it, you know, it, it could include the people vote, the, the members of the Academy who were voting, you know, mm-hmm. they may not have seen it either, but and apparently enough people saw it and liked it that it made the cut, you know, and I'm very, very glad it did. Like I was, and it's a longer movie. It was, it's like two hours and like 40 minutes long. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's at least two and a half. It's, it's a I, big one. I was totally into it the entire I never movie. wanted it to end. Like I was bummed out, even though I knew it was going to happen because I had seen the original movie earlier that week. I was like bummed out when I sensed it getting towards the conclusion. I was like, I don't think I want to leave this, this world. It's mm-hmm. also, I just, I, I have the biggest fucking, I am in the bone zone for Cape Blanchett. Oh, she's perfect in everything. everything. She's perfect. Literally perfect. And also, Bradley Cooper shows a little shaft. Oh, he damn. Does. He, yeah, shows Dong, you know? That he's, scene was crazy because he's, like, sitting down in the tub. I was like, did we just see Shaft? Ha, she's probably going to give him a hand job, And then she gives him a hand job. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh! Hugging on the old goobazooka, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She starts steering the plane, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was... Old- uh, you know, blasting that custard cannon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, if you, uh, I would highly recommend, I don't, do you have Criterion Channel? Uh, I don't, no. Uh, uh, Nightmare Alley, the original, is on that. Highly recommend. Um, and uh, yeah, the, and the book, I, I would definitely recommend reading that because that was written by like a real ass dude who was just like scummy and, and drunk and he captured that world, but it's like, some serious smutty shit that is some of the most beautiful prose I've ever read. Oh man! Hey, well, you know, uh, uh, one of the criticisms of the new Nightmare Alley version is that a lot of people. Well, first they said, of course, the book is the. They said it was um inferior to the original movie. A lot of people liked the original movie more, apparently, and they also like. I mean, the book. If someone says, "Oh, the book was better," like, of course, that doesn't sway. Yeah, yeah. Like the movie because. Nine times out of ten, the book is always better because it's more it's it's more detailed. Yeah, fit more in, and some things don't always translate to screen, and that's why they have to leave some shit out. Um, so that doesn't sway me. But when people were saying like, "Oh no, the the 1947 version was a masterpiece," most people I know would take a new movie over an old movie. They might not admit it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, of course, I love the classic, but but it's like real in terms of like entertainment. Yeah, it's like really, what are you actually gonna watch? If I put them on the table next to each other and have you pick one, are yeah, you gonna pick movie, the '40s one? Yeah, a movie from 2021 or a movie from 1947. Like, come on! But so many people were saying that it was inferior to the 1947 movie. I'm like, how good is this movie? You know? I will say this: everybody that I know in like my film circles agree with that sentiment. I disagree, um, uh-huh. but I will say this. The 1947 one, that script is air fucking tight. Ooh. There is no fat on it. It is a stellar script. Hell yeah. But in terms of like enjoyment, I would rank it new movie, book, old movie. Whoa, interesting. Now, granted, I think that the book is is brilliant, but I also think that it is it's different enough from the new movie that to just be like oh it's just a one-for-one adaptation it's not uh del toro inserted some new thematic material into it and some new material that caters to the image he was trying to put forth of the carnival that i think is so is such a good marriage of material to artist that it cannot be not denied the magic that del toro has created it's mm-hmm. close but i think his version's the best but they're all excellent 
That's good. Oh, that's, that's see, I like that. I like it when every like incarnation of the story is good. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's the good. Shining syndrome. Just yeah. damn good book, damn good movie. I love that line when um Bradley Cooper's talking to Kate Blanchett and he says something where he's just like, "Oh yeah, you know you're a classy broad, but uh." You know, I bet you know how to, uh, you know, you, he says something just like, I bet you know how to like uh, uh, be a little low class too. And she's just like, if I want mud on my skirt, I know where to find it. <laughs> I was just like, fuck yeah. Can I please, please touch you? <laughs> like, I just, just shake my hand. I don't care. Just give me some of that Cape Blanchett magic. Be within five feet of your cheekbones. You're perfect. Yeah, just let radiate some heat on me. <laughs> All right, uh, the power of the dog. Ah, yes. Have you seen The Power of the Dog? I have. This is a stone-cold masterpiece. I love it, this movie. It is great. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I, 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 like, it was one of those movies, like, when I was... Of course, you know, it's, it's definitely a slow burn. And when I was watching it initially, like, I was, I was feeling it. But there were some moments where I was just like, okay, like, all right, where's... Yeah, why are we doing this? Where, where's the gun slinging in this one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, is, when, when is Benedict Cumberbatch going to shoot someone's hat off of their head? <laughs> exactly. You know, when <laughs> walk in through the swinging doors with their little, like, with their spurs jangling and saying, I'm the sheriff in this here town. But it was... <laughs> That'd be amazing. Cumby just like, well, I'm the sheriff in this here town, <laughs> and I make them the rules. <laughs> exactly. I've never even been to England. <laughs> oh, man. But it was, I think it was so well done and um i was wondering why it was called initially throughout the whole movie I'm like so why is it called the power of the dog and mm. i mean also slight i don't guess this isn't i don't i wouldn't say this is a spoiler but those who are listening i'm about to say something about the ending click click ahead 15 seconds exactly but just like at the end you know when he's talking with the bible he, he's, he's reading a bible verse that says the power of the dog and i was sitting on my couch like like uh the meme of Leonardo dicaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just like looking at the screen, like, oh, well, they also had that thing with the uh, the vista that they saw that looked like the dog laying down, yeah, the dog in the mountain, yeah. And I think that tied into the power of the dog of this, just like, just because there's not a dog there doesn't mean you can't see it, yes, and just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. And the same, I don't want to say anything spoilery, but as we learn about Bronco Henry and things like that, it's the idea of just like the shadow of something can have as much of an effect as that thing embraced. True, true. If and I, don't, I don't want to say too much more, right. but I, I do love that he always said Panano instead of piano. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this on the show before, but like my dad is, is definitely a, call him old fashioned. Um, mm-hmm. Not not into emotions or having sort of passion about anything. He he's likes a, things. He's a Klansman, you know. He's a Klansman. He likes things a rigid way that is very, <laughs> very, he likes things rigid, old-fashioned, white, straight, you know, like the things like that. He's old-fashioned. He did storm the Capitol, you know. Yeah, he stormed the Capitol, all that fun stuff. But anytime that uh, Cumbie said Panano, it made me laugh because my dad will not say Chipotle. He won't say it. He says, he says Chipotle. <laughs> and I am convinced it's because the tele part of Chipotle is like way too gay for his mouth. Wow. He won't do it. And so, uh, spoiler alert for 15 seconds. I feel like what we know about the characters in Power of the Dog, I, I think that informs 
Cumby's unwillingness to say piano and instead say <laughs> banana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so like that was something yeah. that i was like ah. yeah. it really hit home and i apologize to the listeners for having told that story like four times on the show but oh. it's just so funny to me like uh, in a world where where most people on screen look like me and represent me and stuff like that it's never been as such a specific way as a man in your life not pronouncing a word properly because to do so would be to <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that was so, one of those things. It's yeah, it's fragile masculinity, you know. Yeah, it, which honestly draws more attention to these things. Like, why? Are you so I know. Why, why are you so afraid of people thinking that you might be this way? You know, hmm, it's you insane. Funny, you know, well, that's like um uh when I when I was bartending. Do you know how many men would say no straw because they think it's get it's you're sucking something. It's oh just, yeah, yeah. But here's the craziest one. Um. Old fat, old fashions were my favorite drink to make. Men would always say no cherry. Really? Like, cherry, because apparently cherries are gay. I don't. It's like if you get like a. They drink, ain't never had cherry coke. Honestly, if you get apparently if you get a drink with a noticeable like cherry in it, it's just like emasculate. I'm like, what are you? I want you, more cherries. Give me a fucking Malibu Bayberries. Give me. Oh some yeah. New shit. I don't care what it looks like. That's hey, that uh, banana daiquiri. That Just, great scene look. in um Zodiac when mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. go out for drinks to like kind of hang out for the first time, and Jake Gyllenhaal gets this this giant blue fancy drink, and mm-hmm. RDJ looks at him. He's like, "What the hell is that?" And he was like, "It's called an Aqua Velva, and if you tried it, you wouldn't be laughing." Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to. Robert Downey Jr. surrounded by like five, six empty aqua velva glasses, just like falling over <laughs> on his feet, and like talking shit. And it's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, you, you know, uh, when I worked at Chili's, shout out Chili's. No, you know what? Don't shout out Chili's. <laughs> so many times. All the way. <laughs> dudes, dude, let's not go, let's not go crazy. So <laughs> many times dudes would be like, ah, this is too spicy. And I'd be like, ah, not a problem. We'll get a less spicy one for you. And they'd be like, well, you know, just, just, you know, like, Typically, I can handle spices. Like I, I know my way around all spicy thing, but it's just not on the. It's not in the cards today. And it's like, dude, bro, I do not care about your spicy, your spicy tolerance. I also don't understand why you correlate that to your masculinity. It's the craziest thing to me. You don't like spicy, or you're not in the mood. That I don't even care what your reason is. I don't care. I will bring you your food. This is <laughs> this is fucking chilies. What well, well, that's one like with with the, with the power of the that actually reminds me of Brokeback Mountain in that like Brokeback Mountain is one of my favorite movies like top ten. Fantastic and flick, yeah. It's one of the best directed movies ever, and people constantly will like, especially men, will make fun of me for liking that movie. You say the word bro, you wouldn't even get to the mountain. Oh yeah, it's Brokeback it's shorthand. Yeah, laughing at you like what? But the I'm like the only. When, anytime they do that, I always ask next. Uh, I'm like, okay, have you seen the movie? And they're like, fuck no. I'm like, okay, because yeah, then we, we can't have this conversation. The only people who make fun of me for loving Brokeback Mountain or are people who have not seen the movie. Anybody who has seen it, they're like, oh yeah, it's a masterpiece. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. Yes, agreed. I, yeah. That that happens all the time where people are like, fuck that movie. You're like, did you see it? They're like, I don't need to. You're like, well then, what are we doing? Yeah, or they'll be like, yo, I, I got 10 minutes into it and I turn it off because it fucking sucked. I'm like, oh, you didn't even, oh, 10 yeah. minutes is not enough. That's the most you can say about it then. You could say, ah, eh, after 10 minutes, I wasn't into it. That's the most you can say about it. 
Exactly. But I do see, you know, uh, a, a lot of parallels, uh, not a lot, but like some similarities with um, Power of the Dog and Brokeback Mountain. The Power of the Dog is darker. You know? Darker, but love, love the Jane Campion love. Great filmmaker. Glad that she's like on the world stage doing this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We got one more Best Picture nominee, dear kindly Sergeant Krupke. You gotta understand, it's just our bringing up key that gets us out of hand. <laughs> West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's remake of the best movie musical of all time. Yes, I saw it in, in theaters. No one nice. saw it. A lot of people did not, it did not do on the box office. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Oh, it. nice. I need those fucking those fucking pirouettes right in my fucking face. I had to see it in IMAX and it was great. I liked Love it too. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. I, I don't think it stands up to the original, but I also don't think it has the same goals. It's a I, different sort of thing. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't this. I mean, when it comes to remakes, um, it's it's kind of like it, it's if it's a remake that's previously based on something like a different yeah like it's not a remake of the movie it's another reimagining of the original text yeah it's just kind of like a lot of times like there'll be a movie based off a book uh like actually for example like nightmare alley um yes yeah you know, there's a book and then there was a movie and then there was another movie it's kind of like okay is this a remake uh not it probably not it's maybe like no this is just this person's version of the book yes yeah maybe it's just like i'm gonna ignore the original movie and just focus on the book and just adapt it from that instead of the movie that's already been made. Um, and I think that West Side Story, you know, it's adapted from the stage version. Mm. So um, I feel like he didn't want to- Yeah, Griff doesn't do Krupke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like- um, But man, was, what a staging of Krupke it is. So I, I think that oh, G oh, Officer Krupke is like the best thing in any musical. I fucking love it. It was- it, <laughs> i didn't like ansel elgort i i think that he is a vacuous presence um he's good in baby driver because he's supposed to kind of be a blank slate who just doesn't engage yeah uh, tony needs to be a hunk to me and that dude just doesn't do it but i think he he performs well and sings well yeah. but for my money uh uh debose as uh what's her name um um uh, anita yeah anita was was the best uh mike feist as uh griff uh who looks exactly as if john mulaney and tilda swinton had a child he was, uh, so, good. He was so good uh and i thought like the staging of it was good i'm a little little mixed on some of like the the green screened elements of the sets mm -hmm. but at the same time i think that spielberg has been dancing around and doing music like he's been dancing around doing a musical for his whole career and a lot of his films have elements that like hook has a, has a song like a diegetic song in it yeah. um but i think a lot of his movies have that sort of lyrical energy so uh, i'm pleased to see that spielberg can do a musical yeah, you know he is now the uh, the only per the only director in the history of film to be nominated for best director in six different decades. That's incredible. Yeah, just incredible. But I mean, he's he's the best to ever do it. I mean, the dude is you gotta love Spielberg. Man, and you know, and he, it's, wait, he 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 directed Jaws when he was twenty six. That fucking piece of shit. Man, I it was I was working out an escape room. Like Jesus Christ! On my desk that I'm sitting at, check this out. One of my friends painted this or Broke bought it. this painting. Isn't that so cool? That is so cool. We're gonna need a bigger oh. boat. The joke being, I used to do a podcast with my buddy Kev. Shout out Kev, and uh, he had never seen Jaws. 
And so I kept being like, bro, just, 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 just. And then he would misquote Jaws in front of me on purpose to piss me off. And then when he moved out to LA, um, actually, you guys are, are like one degree apart because he would hang out with Vince when Vince was doing stand up. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so when he moved to LA, he commissioned his Philly friend to paint that for me. Oh, hell yeah. It's perfect. All Wait, right. See- his quote jaws he'd be like we're gonna need a bigger car <laughs> well he'd be like he'd be like we're gonna have to close the beaches like stop <laughs> stop 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 or he'd be like he'd be like this boat isn't big enough like, yeah. come on man <laughs> you were on, on you were on the minneapolis <laughs> yeah he'd be like she's got the he's got those eyes they're black like the eyes of a doll <laughs> like no no <laughs> smile you daughter of a bitch yeah <laughs> All right, let's make some. Uh, let's go back and make some uh, some predictions and hopes. We'll do a rapid fire round before we before we pass over here. So let's do uh, the nominees for best directing are Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, PTA for Licorice Pizza, uh, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Spielberg for West Side Story. Who do you want? Who's gonna win? Um, I would love. Uh, I would love. Oh God! Wait, sorry. What was the was the third one? Paul Thomas Anderson. PTA was number three. So it's Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, Ooh. Power of the Dog, West Side Story. I, I want PTA. I would say that too. Yeah, but I think it's going to be Campion. I think it's going to be Campion, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's not undeserved. Um, the only now I haven't seen Drive My Car, so we'll leave that out of this. The only one that I would be pissed at would be Branagh for Belfast, because yeah. whereas Spielberg, like he doesn't need it, and I don't think West Side Story is his best work of direction. It would not be undeserved, but personal choice PTA. But I think it's going to be Campion. Yeah, I do too. You know, which is it, totally cool. She's she's a genius. Yeah, absolutely. I would just hope that it's not you know Branagh for for Belfast. Belfast was before anybody actually saw any of the movies Belfast was considered the front runner for best picture for a long time before this is like months ago people just looking ahead and like oh this is I think just going off in terms of Oscar bait yeah it's gonna be like oh this is gonna sweep it's in black and white it's it's, It's, yeah exactly it's designed for that it's got Irish accents it's in a a boomer time period like it's Kenneth Branagh's like passion project exactly which is so weird because it's so passionate so passionlessly directed if you ask me but yeah yeah i also so. just might be mad because death on the nile was kind of shitty so <laughs> so death, i haven't seen death on the nile but i remember uh, you know the whole controversy with the uh, army hammer oh yeah yeah munch 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 exactly him being a cannibal um allegedly or fantasizing about it um you know when they decided they weren't going to reshoot his scenes they're just going to keep him in yeah um, i remember when I saw Scream in theaters, um, they showed the trailer for Death on the Nile. And I was watching with a friend. And uh, <laughs> and as soon as it ends, my friend's like, spoiler alert, it was Army Hammer. And he ate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know that Army Hammer was this close to being Batman? Oh, man. That's- if you watch I Am Legend, uh, there's in Times Square, like the grown over Times Square, there's yeah. a Batman and Superman melded logo, like Batman versus Superman. Ooh. Now this predates Batman versus Superman as we know it, but the studio that did I Am Legend, I believe that's how the connection was made, was working on a Justice League movie to be directed by George Miller, 
of Ooh. Mad Max and yeah, Happy Feet. And Happy Feet. Yes, and Babe <laughs> and Two, babe. Pig in the City. <laughs> and uh, he was developing that. He was developing a Justice League movie and Batman was going to be Army Hammer. There's actually footage from that movie that exists. It was being shot and it just kind of fell apart. But that I Am Legend was like a studio really quickly being like, let's plant the seed. Let's control some brains. And then it never came to fruition. Now say whatever you will about Army Hammer. I don't know enough about the controversy, but I do enjoy him. Uh, to quote to quote Jenna, uh, she said, it's weird though that when he talks, it always sounds like he's in slow motion. <laughs> and uh, I agree with that, but I think that works for Batman. Say what you will about his personal life. I don't know if he's a criminal, fuck him. But uh, I think he would have been a pretty awesome Batman. Oh, absolutely. You know, get uh, actually, I got this. Um, I've actually met Army Hammer. No way. <laughs> I have. This was about, uh, this was a few months before, um, before all the controversy came about. Um, I was wor- I worked- you're like uh, ma'am your dog is biting my ankle she's like that's not my dog and that's army hammer I don't know him and you're like oh shit get off all it was was uh, I was in I work at a five-star luxury hotel in in West Hollywood we have a we get a lot of celebrities I can't tell you a lot of details because I'll get fired um, but one thing I can say is that I I was working there one day just standing next to the front desk Army Hammer just walked up to me and asked where the bathroom was. Oh. And this, he was like, could you please point me to the breakfast buffet? <laughs> I'm all horned up. No people to eat there. But here's the craziest part is that he didn't even try to eat me. Like he just went to the bathroom like, like a normal person does. Like he, still- he suspiciously had a copy of To Serve Man sticking out of his pocket. <laughs> I was honestly offended. Like, what, do I not look delicious to you? Like, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I just, I love the idea that he's just like, like whatever his problems are, it all stems back to the fact that he's just generations deep in a filthy rich family with like sex. They're like eyes wide shut shit. Oh my God. It's insane. <laughs> near near UCLA, there is a museum called the Hammer Museum. No and, way. And it's, it's, it's called the Armand Hammer Museum. His well, that's the thing. Army Hammer's literal name is Arm and Hammer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. His great-grandfather's name was also Armand Hammer. Um, different middle names. But um, it's called the, like, the Armand Hammer Museum. It's just a like a general, like, I've never been inside. It's like, I think it's an art museum. Yeah, um, it's but, just like old rotisseries and right. like different like meat smokers and shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, some recipes. <laughs> There's, they have like a vibrating meat smoker. And uh, yeah. But here's the thing. I never, I didn't realize until I saw the sign that the Armand Hammer Museum, it's just called the, ha- I was like, oh, it's a museum of like the history of hammers. I thought you're just going <laughs> to be, this is a hammer from 1740. You know? I feel like I would pay a lot of money to do that. And then I'd be like, oh man, I want to learn all about hammers, uh, yeah. meat tenderizers, all that shit. And then, although in the, that would be in the the Hammer Museum, they'd be like, this meat tenderizer actually belonged to Armand Hammer. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I uh, yeah, if it was that or a museum of hammer horror, and that it turned out to be an Army Hammer Museum, I'd be disappointed, but I would definitely continue the tour. Do you think? Do you think he will? His career will recover. Do you think we'll see him again? One hundred percent. I I think. He, he has so much money that it doesn't fucking matter. True. And true. now I don't know for sure what I'm about to say. So correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. As it stands, I don't think he's been accused of anything criminal, just fucked up. 
I think you're correct. I mean, there were like rumors about just kind of like um, him being like an abusive boyfriend in general. But like, um, but I don't know if there's any like, oh, on this date he like beat me with an. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's that said, yeah. I want to err on the side of whoever he has potentially abused. So I don't want to say too much. But I think if it turns out that all he's guilty of is being rich and weird, I think his career will come back. If so. there is a concrete, like, hey, no, he, like, raped somebody, I don't think so, which would be fine. Yeah, well, hey, um, if, if Mike Tyson could come after her biting somebody's ear off. Oh, you know? and, and also spending time in jail for rape. Yeah, that's true. Both of them, double whammy right there. People forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> now, that said, there are some circumstances there. I am a boxing fan, but we're not going to get into them. That's a exactly. different show. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's make some predictions for cinematography. Okay. So I'll just list the movies uh, rather than the uh, names. Uh, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, or West Side Story. I want to, personally, I'd go with Dune as a personal favorite. Um, I was just kind of exhilarated in the theater. Um, I think the winner, um, maybe West Side Story. Either that or Power of the Dog, but I, I think it might be West Side Story. I think you're right. I mean, Janice Kaminsky's royalty, and he's West Side Story. Yeah, he's Spielberg's guy. Um, I personally, I think Nightmare Alley. Um, I, I think that movie just looks so. It just looks like delicious candy. Um, but I think that the winner will probably be uh, Power of the Dog or West Side Story. Do you think Power of the Dog might sweep? Like, uh, I mean, it's got 12 nominations. So I'm not like every, it can't be. Every Power of the Dog and Dune have the most. I think Dune's going to come home, not empty handed, but with very little. Yeah. Um, I think Power that's of the cool. Dog is probably going to do numbers. And that's fine because it's a fucking great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do, we'll do the screenplays and then we will do the uh, acting and we'll wrap it up. Gotcha. Unless there's one that you want to, you want to throw out there. Oh no, that sounds pretty solid. Uh, best I, documentary short subject we have. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners demand it. <laughs> so, uh, best uh, adapted screenplay will do: uh, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, or The Power of the Dog. Well, I can definitely say that I think um, that just going off what we're saying, I think The Power of the Dog probably, um, just because it's the front runner for Best Picture and a few other categories. But I feel like personally, I cannot really weigh in on what I would like to because three of those movies I have not seen. I am I, in the exact, literally the exact same boat. I've only seen Dune or Power of the Dog. Same. Personally, I would pick Power of the Dog. Yeah. Um, I think that script is really stellar. It is. I'd be happy with Dune too, because that's a hell of an adaptation. But yeah. I actually think that Maggie Gyllenhaal is going to go home with it for The Lost Daughter. Because that's Ooh. a movie that I haven't seen, but it's a movie that everybody loves. Olivia Coleman is deservedly Oscar royalty right now. Right. Uh, dude, when she won for The Favorite, I was so excited because earlier that year when I reviewed The Favorite, I said, if the Academy had any balls, that's who they'd nominate. But they, you know, that's just a pipe dream. And then she won Best Actress. So I was very proud of that prediction. Yeah. But I, I, I will be pissed if Maggie Gyllenhaal beats her brother to an Oscar because I like him so much more than I like her. Ooh, I do too. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think... I think I've also I, heard she's not very nice. Ooh, well, most... I mean, I, can, I can't name names, but uh, I've met a lot of celebrities at my current job and uh, a lot of them are not very nice. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I personally don't judge that because I don't give a shit. 
If I was a celebrity, I would be a dick. Well, you notice how, like, okay, back in the day, like, in the nine, growing up in the 90s, like, every TV, sh- literally every TV show had an episode where, like, the gang meets their favorite celebrity and it turns oh, yeah. out to be a total asshole. That was Hollywood warning everybody, being like, you don't want to meet these people. Yeah. They're not your heroes. They're just yeah. workers who are talented. Ignorance is bliss. Trust me. Just yep. whatever, however you imagine them, just pretend that that's how they are, you know? I will say this. Doug Bradley, the guy who plays Pinhead in Hellraiser. Ah. Very nice. Nice, nice. Betsy Palmer, R.I.P. Jason Voorhees' mom. Yes, mom. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Sid Haig, R.I.P. Smelled like an asshole. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, I can say, I can shout out to the horror world. Lots of nice celebrities. I can tell you people who are very nice, who are nice that I've met. I won't tell you the bad, but I very nice. Kevin Hart is very nice. Yes, I've met Kevin Hart. He's very nice, and he's very, very funny to talk to. Yes, yes. He can't yes. turn it off. He's a Philly guy, and I, I, I did Philly comedy for a while. Ooh, nice, so we've nice, crossed nice. paths a few times. Uh-huh. Any other any other nice ones that I want to hear? Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is very nice. Oh, that pleases me. I like her a lot. I think Last Night in Soho is my big snub for the Oscars this year. I thought that was fucking remarkable. Ah, I didn't see it. It looked very Dude. good. It looks get good. on it. It's you, <laughs> you might not love it, but it's I loved it. There was I, I when I saw that movie, I was sitting next to my buddy Andy. Shout out Andy. And like towards the end of the movie, I looked over and I was like, dude, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> he was like, You're really liking it. I'm like, I, I'm losing my mind, man. So definitely highly recommend. Oh, I'm so glad that Anya Taylor Joy is nice, but yeah. I don't give a shit if a celebrity's mean. I don't gotta know you. And yeah, I say this all the time. I have hid from people that I love when I saw them on the street because I did not want to stop. I, I do the same thing. Oh my I God. have hid from people that I love more than like more than you can imagine. So if people I didn't even know were constantly stopping me, I cannot promise that I'd always be gracious. True. So when a celebrity is a dick, I don't care. Yeah. Also, I'm like such a huge Mel Gibson fan that I have no business talking about <laughs> celebrities misbehaving. So, oh, you know, man. it is what it is. Oh, All right. Man. Original screenplay. We've got Belfast. God, don't look up. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Of the ones that I have seen, um, I... Uh, I want it to be licorice pizza. Nice. Um, and you know, this is a tough one to think of what actually will. Win. I mean, going on like just the how the what the academy likes. I might I might have to go with Belfast, but uh, it's. I think it's, it's going to go to the worst person in the world, which yeah. is which. Is, have you seen that? I haven't. No, it's excellent. Ooh, it's excellent. I saw it at the film festival last fall. Uh, Joaquin Trier, uh, the filmmaker, he's really good. I've only seen one of his other movies called Thelma, which, dude, Mm. I'm just going to be silent. I'm just going to gesture with my hands. Dude. (laughs) Shit is unbelievable. It, uh, one part in that movie was so fucked up that my reaction to it, I didn't talk to the screen. I'm not that guy. I'm quiet at the movies, but there was a moment in, in Thelma that was so shocking that I like, like shocked and an old man told me to be quiet. Oh my God. So yeah, yeah good stuff. 
I've just um, I've been guilty of that in movie. Like I don't talk at the movies, but there's sometimes I've seen things on screen where I literally can, I have to like get I'm like yeah. oh, oh my god. Well, I did like a and then I leaned over to a shout out Andy again and I said that's the worst thing that could happen to a person. And then as soon as that happened, uh, uh, this guy was like, "Do you mind being quiet until the movie's over?" And I'm like, "Uh, yes, sir." Like, do you? God, you should have punched him in the face. Jeez. It's the film festival. There's a geriatric element that does weird things. Um, now, granted, I did talk to my friend, so I did not push back because I was in the wrong. Um, I think worst person in the world will win. I'm torn between that and Licorice Pizza because I, I think that it's a really good screenplay, but Licorice Pizza just has my heart. Oh, I just love Licorice Pizza. It's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's do the acting categories and we'll wrap it up. The okay. uh, acting and directing. So uh, I hate the way that the Oscars website is set up. Yeah. All right, so let's do actor in a supporting role. We got Sierra Hines for Belfast. Troy Cut. Is it Kotzer? Kotzer? Kotzer. Kotzer for Coda. He's the one we spoke about earlier who uh, uh, does not have hearing. Uh, Mert Derman, a.k.a. Jesse Plemons for Power of the Dog. Fat Damon, yeah. Yeah, I, I call him Mert Derman because I don't want to body shame. <laughs> Although we did, I did call him Fat Damon for a long time. Uh, I'm ruthless. Just Kidding Simmons for Being the Ricardos, which I have not seen. Ooh. I had very good. I would like to see it. I, I, I genuinely enjoy uh, what's his name? Fuck, I mean, why can't it? No, the the writer of uh, Aaron, oh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin works better when someone else is directing him. Uh, but, but, as evidenced by uh, fuck, what was the courtroom movie he did last year? The uh, not the Central Park Five. The uh, uh um um, what did he do? What he did well, last year? Not last year. What's his, why can't I think of it? It's a Molly's game. No, no, uh, uh, no, no. He did direct Molly's game, but it's one after that. Uh, fuck! It's oh, the courtroom uh, drama oh, with the, uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. Chicago Seven. I knew it was a, a town and a number. Um, yeah. The trial of the Chicago Seven. That movie's good, but it has so many moments where I was like, a better director would have reined this in. But I also appreciate that he's not being reined in because we get those great moments like everybody's slow applauding at the end, which was just fucking bonkers. Man. <laughs> so Sorkin makes better movies when it's someone else directing his words. Yeah. But I like that Sorkin's a crazy person who, when he directs his shit, it shows. Yes. Um, and so J.K. Simmons being the Ricardo, sorry, and Cody Smith-McPhee for Power of the Dog. I'm rooting for Plemons because I'm a Breaking Bad guy. Oh, but I think it's going to be Cody Smith McPhee, and that would be very, very well deserved. I am rooting for Cody Smith McPhee. He is my choice. I think he could win, and I think he should. But I think it's it's either going to be him or uh, I think it's going to be either him or Hines for Belfast, and just because he's an old guy who has never yeah. won. And honestly. He's fantastic in Belfast. He is. He is. Him and uh, and Dame Judi Dench feel like real people. And with them being such recognizable faces, that should be impossible. That's how good they are in Belfast. Shame yeah. about the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he And he was fantastic. I'm just nervous because I do think that the, the person who deserves to win is Cody Smith-McPhee. 
I would agree. Clemens is just someone I like, so I'm biased. I I like him too, but I I will say about of the four who are not actors nominated for Power of the Dog, I think he was the weak link of the four of them. Um, Agreed. You know what? Agreed. Yeah, I even though I will say, Cumby hit the ceiling on his accent a couple times. Yeah, yeah. he says kind of like John Wayne. Yeah, and I like it. Howdy, pilgrim. Yeah, (laughs) it's. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Cody Smith McPhee is probably the best, and he looks like my buddy Kevin's little brother. Ah, yeah. So it's I'm just, but you know, we'll see. We'll see if he'll go with the old person or the person who deserves it. So all right. Actress in a supporting role. Jesse Buckley, one of my wives for The Lost Daughter. Love her. Uh Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Uh Dame Judy Dench for Belfast. Uh Kirsten Dunst, one of my first wives. Uh, for pa- the power of the dog and ingenue ellis for king richard i think that um who is the, i think that ariana debose is going to win um just in terms of just the buzz and oh yeah at total would not be undeserved she yeah. is she's the strong point the strongest point of west side story i'd say oh yeah um but of those um i have not seen jesse buckley's performance this year i love her either by I saw her in Beast, this movie. I saw Beast in the theater. I I love Beast. I don't know anybody who's seen Beast. It was great. And I remember thinking like... I believe it's currently on Shudder if anyone wants to catch up. Well, yeah, I I remember thinking, I'm like, I hope this girl's going places because she's great. I want her to. And thankfully she is. Same thing with... I saw Florence Pugh in uh, Lady Macbeth. Dude, I saw that in the theater too. That shit was fucked. He was so, and she was so good. I'm like, I hope she becomes famous too, you know? Did you see uh, Fighting for My Family? I didn't, know. I watched that on a plane and I, I like cried a little at the end because oh Florence God. Pugh is so good in it. Oh my and it's God. fucking directed by Stephen Merchant. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great. Like it's a great movie. Oh, um, but yeah, so I think I think that um, Ariana DeBose is going to win. But personally, uh, since I haven't seen Jesse Buckley, uh, of the ones that I have seen, I would love Kirsten Dunst. I loved her performance in Power of the Dog. I'm in the same boat. I th- I want Dunst. Um, I'd be happy with Debose. I think she's probably going to win. I think there's a chance Buckley might win. And it's crazy because Jesse Buckley, is this, she came out of like an American Idol sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, did you see Wild Rose? I didn't know. The Wild Rose. Ooh. It's like the... Uh, that came out, I think, the same year as A Star is Born. And it's like, imagine if A Star is Born was good. <laughs> if it was good and honest, it would be Wild Rose. There's a couple things that happen in Wild Rose that like subvert that story. And it's, yeah. and she's just like wonderful. Um, I, I would like to see The Lost Daughter. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm rooting for Dunst. I mean, I'm just crazy in love, you know? It's her first, her first nomination. That was a reference to her movie, Crazy in Love. Oh, God damn it. I'm slow. Sorry. No, I honestly, I don't even know if that's the right movie. I know it was her and the kid from uh, Hostel. (laughs) All right. Lead actors, directors, and then we'll hit it up. I'm not keeping you too late, am I? No, you're fine. It's late here. All right. Let's do an actor in a leading role. We've got Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. My main man, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Will Smith for King Richard. And then the man who doesn't even need a last name, Denzel, for The Tragedy of Macbeth. 
All right, so I have seen all five of these performances, so I can accurately say what I what I think. Oh, so I think- I have not seen Ricardo's or 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 King Ricardo. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so I think that Will Smith is going to win, um, based off of you know the, the, how bad he wants it. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, this, I think they're just saying this is his year. They're like, here's your statue. Do not make. <laughs> do not make concussion too <laughs> don't it is don't his do your gen- disney plus show and go home his generic african accent yeah. <laughs> tell the truth yeah. <laughs> oh god but it, i think that he's going to win but um i personally would love if andrew garfield was i loved tick tick boom i, I did too fantastic i uh i th- think benedict cumberbatch is going to win interesting and honestly of the ones i've seen they're all deserved and i'm very willing to believe that javier bardem and will smith they're deserved as well i plan to catch up on those movies they're both very good i am rooting for andrew garfield because Mm -hmm. that guy he has wanted it for so long and he has been putting out good work and he has only been cast in movies that are not they just don't get there. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what's the Hacksaw Ridge? He got nominated for that. He's so good at that movie, but that movie did not quite take like it. I liked that movie, but it did not quite take. Um, his Spider-Man, eh, it didn't quite catch yeah. on, but it, he's probably my favorite actor in a Spider-Man suit, but those movies didn't catch. Like, he's always right there. Tick, Tick, Boom is not one of the big musicals this year. It's not Cyrano. It's not In the Heights. It is not West Side Story. But I think that his performance as Rent Guy is the best out of the ones I've seen here. I I think so, too. I think he was so good. He embodied it so well. And, like, if you look at, like, the side-by-side comparisons, it's exact, but he's not mimicking it. He really... No, it's not an impression. He does a thing, yeah. He does, like, this thing that he does with his hand. Like, he he has, like, one hand... he puts his hand. I know up. the picture. Yeah, he has one hand slightly in front of him, like, but that's like a thing that he does, like when he's like storyboarding things in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Both hands up, but one hand slightly in front of the other. You know. I hope and- he wins, and I hope when he accepts his trophy, he specifically thanks Vanessa Hudgens for being cute as a button. Oh, she was so good. Oh my god, the therapy oh. song is my favorite thing that happened in any movie at all in that we've talked about tonight. Okay. I think that's so good. Can I tell you about that song therapy is that I, when I was a senior in high school, I was taking private singing lessons um, at my school. Like one of the music teachers gave private voice lessons and they had a recital. I sang therapy with uh, my friend, a friend of mine who um, was also taking lessons. And she's like, Oh, can you, how about you guys do this duet from Tick, Tick, Boom? I never even heard of Tick, Tick, Boom. And until I saw the movie, I didn't know any songs from it. I just learned therapy. And it went so fucking well. Thank God. I'm oh, nice. Fine. It went great. It, I still remember the word, like, you know, like, I feel bad that you feel bad feel about bad that you feel bad about yeah. And I, we, we nailed it. It went well. But then I saw the movie and their choreography, just sitting in those stools and their head movements. I was, I got, I was so Chills. proud. I was proud of my performance until I saw that. Like, oh, they did it so much better than me. Ah. Like, 18 year old me was just so nervous about like trying to remember all those crazy lyrics yeah yeah no choreography we're just gonna stand here and sing into the microphones good enough um and that choreography was 
so good. It's so and good. I'm like, oh, part of like, why didn't I do it like that? Well, yeah, whatever. It's my YouTube suggestions list is all a bunch of musical shit that I don't want to see just because I've watched the therapy scene over and over again. It's just oh, so well done. And yo, shout out to L to the double M because Lin Manuel Miranda, he's somebody that like it's so funny because like he was like america's theater boy and now he's just america's theater nerd like yeah. nobody likes it which is ridiculous he's insanely talented he's just yeah. very earnest he can direct he can he oh can direct God. the and especially like doing some research and knowing what tick tick boom was like as a stage show what he was able to integrate in terms of making classic movie scenes that bounce back and forth in conversation with a staged version of the show. It, unbelievable. Like, really, really tremendous stuff. Yeah, there was that once, the, the one rap song. Um, he yeah. made it, like, it takes place in 1990, and um, it, he made it look like he, a music video from 1990. Yep. Like, it's like, that's so, like, brilliant. Like, he's, he has a vision, you know? I was like, like, are you about to sell me some British Knights high tops? Yeah. <laughs> Is this sponsored by East Pack Backpack? <laughs> All right. So let's do uh, actress in a leading role. We got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Well, I can actually be of those five, I've only seen one. And then. Oh. And that would be Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardo. Uh, and she was very good. Um, of the buzz of what they're saying, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm thinking it might be Kristen Stewart. Like that's I think it's gonna be Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I have seen Eyes of Tammy Faye being the Ricardos and Spencer. I'm not sorry, I've not seen being the Ricardos. I've only seen Eyes of Tammy Faye and Spencer. Okay. I thought Spencer was excellent. I think that Kristen Stewart is is the real deal. Personal Shopper is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my whole life. Really? And a lot of it is because of her. I love that movie. That and The Clouds of Sils Maria are fantastic. But even though the prosthetic makeup is garbage, <laughs> fucking dog shit garbage, the prosthetic makeup, Jessica Chastain is currently my pick. That movie is so much better than anyone gave it credit for and both chastain and garfield are great in it chastain I... gives the most demented committed performance go on spotify look up the soundtrack to the eyes of tammy faye you will find that it is an entire album of motivational faith music that jessica chastain recorded for this oh, movie because tammy God. faye got into doing music and there is an entire album of Jessica Chastain in character singing these songs. And it is insane. Yeah. She is, that, that movie's really funny and really dark and weird. Makeup quibbles aside, I actually think it's very good. Um, but Chastain, like she's an actress that I always enjoy, um, but I, I haven't quite like, I've always liked her, she's always good, but I'm like, I don't know what your range is. Uh, all criticisms in the trash because of this role she is insane insane and she's an actress that plays tall and yeah. she's like a little pocket person in this yeah. she's actually very small and i was like oh look at that but 
unbelievable want, performance. It's so I want good. To see the eyes of Tammy Faye. I never, I just never got around to it. Um, I, think I, feel on, like, I think it's on Prime. I think it's available. Oh, yeah. If it's on it, I should probably watch. I mean, because I want now because it's either what, there, it's either there or HBO Max, I think. Yeah, well, I have both of those. So I have like you get seven it. services. Like, oh my God. But like, well, that's what like every year, you know, I tried with the very least. I well, actually, I won't try. I always watch um every nominee for best picture that's what i'll do same Uh, and then with the if there's movies that like got a lot of nominations or buzz that everyone's talking about i'll see some of those too like for example like uh a few years ago like carol was nominated for six oscars not best picture but i'm like six oscars like i guess i gotta see it so so good yeah todd haynes realist of deals (laughs) kate blanchett love it Uh, yes uh, yeah, I try to see the best pictures, directors, the writing and acting categories. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year because I'm I'm edgy and I don't give a shit, but uh, we'll see. All right, so let's do the direction. Okay. All right, no, we did the direction. I'm sorry, we did that. Oh, yeah. What are we still... Uh, all we have left... Oh, what was that? Did we go through all of them or all the categories? Or We did it all, but we didn't pick our best picture picks and, and guesses. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So out of the best pictures, let me scroll to it again. I want licorice pizza. Ah. I want it. But I think the power of the dog will win. I agree that I do think the power of the dog will win. And um, I would be happy with that as well, because I, I think that that's a damn near perfect movie. Absolutely. Um, I think that in terms of like personal preference, I would love if Licorice Pizza won. I don't think it will, but I did love that movie and I would be thrilled if it did. Um, and honestly, and I know I, I know that Nightmare Alley is not going to win Best Picture, but I love that movie so much. I, I, loved, that. I loved it more than some of the other movies, some of the other Best Picture nominees. So I know it's not going to, but boy, if it did, I'd be like, man, that was a fucking curveball. But I do think I, I would- Shape bet, of water. I would bet money- that it's going to be power of the dog that's how pretty confident i am that it's going that's yeah i think it'll be power of the dog i want licorice pizza because pta is my favorite mm-hmm. um i would love nightmare alley but that's the thing best picture is so tough for me to predict ever since shape of water because mm-hmm. there was no fucking world where that was going to win best picture and it did yeah we live in that world um from some inside voices that I that I know and am connected with, I went into the Oscars two years ago 100% confident that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would win. Really? Everyone I know that has a connection to the Academy was like, that's the one everyone's talking about. And then Parasite won, and deservedly so. Yeah. Personally, I would have picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that's one of the best movies ever made, but so is Parasite, so fuck it. Um, and I'm very happy Parasite won, but I never would have guessed based on what I heard. So you, you never can tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I just go back to last year in terms of who was, who they thought was going to win Best Actor. And yep. like literally everybody planning the Oscars unanimously agreed, yes, this is a good idea to yep. put Best Actor at the end because it's definitely going to be Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, and he died. Oh, Jack Horseman, yeah. Yes. So he deserves it that many people the only person to, like maybe the envelope stuffer was just like hey guys uh yeah shouldn't uh <laughs> just uh, one guy like so um that quiet envelope stuffer as they slid him fish heads under his door um, 
excuse me, Mr. Soderbergh, but um, I don't want to, I legally can't say what's going to happen, but I think that maybe call an audible regarding Bojack Horseman. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying that maybe we should just go with best picture last, like they've done every single year. Uh, there, this isn't the year to uh, change that up, you know? I'm just saying, why fix what's not broken, you know? Yeah. It's that sort of like thing. Things could go kind of weird. <laughs> you know? I do love how the next morning on Instagram, just like old, rotting Anthony Hopkins just standing oh, on the man. most beautiful cliffs of Ireland. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <what? laughs> It's oh, like, wow. I, I can't believe I woke up today and here I am. I won. 83 years old. You know, I think that's, that's great about Anthony Hopkins is that he lives in Matt. Well, he's currently been in the UK just since COVID because he's old, but he's closer to family and stuff. But his main residence is in Malibu. And I'm like, he never seemed Incredible. like a type of person. I, w- I would have thought he lived in like a castle somewhere. In yeah, yeah. Damp, rainy place. But like, man, Anthony Hopkins likes Malibu. He likes to wake up and go to the beach and shit. Hell yeah. I just picture him in like, it, like dressed like John Hammond from Jurassic Park, but with a little more panache, like maybe yeah. a Hawaiian shirt, and just you know bopping his way around the beach. I totally picture that. <laughs> the cane. I mean, if you ever look at his Instagram, he's always dancing and partying I'm, and doing weird shit. So like, yeah, sure, Malibu yeah, up, bro. I, I do follow him on Instagram. You know, he's. I he do does, as well. It's interesting seeing him do normal people things. Like, it doesn't yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's everything. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Oscar special. Uh, like, share, and subscribe at Movie Movie Cast. You can check out scullyvision.com for all of the stuff that I do. Uh, the podcast is part of the Movie John Podcast Network. So uh, definitely check that out for other shows on it, uh, such as Depp Impact, which I will be on an upcoming episode for the new Johnny Depp movie, Minamata. Spoiler alert. It's all right. And um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Come back in two weeks for the conclusion of the uh, of the uh, Lethal Weapon arc, and uh, you can go on YouTube and check out the Peter Jackson film Forgotten Silver because the next episode after that, me and a local filmmaker will be pulling that one apart. So definitely check that out. Dexter, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh no! Awesome! <laughs> awesome! I wish I had something, but like I just lit. All my all my social media is on private because I get paranoid. <laughs> Fair enough. This, yeah. These are paranoid times. Paranoid times. Yeah. Well, I would love to have you on the show again. This has been fun. So uh, thank you, Dexter, for doing this. Uh, I think that's it for everybody. Uh, I have not ever since my co-host left the show. We used to do like a two-man sign-off. Yeah. I have not come up with a one-man sign-off. I've tried fuck your mother. I've tried, <laughs> ah, okay, that's it. I, like, I never know what to do. So uh, I think we're just going to keep it at that. Uh, peace out, my little sexies. Uh-